trusted and proven, pushing the limits on every shot. We never fear failure. Join us as we set ourselves against the odds, bringing you cutting-edge voices in every industry. This is the Ironclad Podcast. All right. Nick, man, we're super excited to have you today. Uh, for those of you who don't know Nick, uh, we've worked together on a few projects, and, and I knew of you through a few different things, right? I knew of you through the, yeah. the tactical industry because we do so much in that world. And um, we started working with Eagle, and we're doing an awesome series about hard chargers that are getting it done. It's called Eagle Beyond, and we worked with you. And, uh, man, we hit it off. I was inspired. We were actually just talking before this podcast about uh, – you triggering something in me to to uh, start enacting not only in my life but with Ironclad. So we're excited to dig in and, and just chat with you. I'm really excited about what you guys got going on, and and I will be a consumer of this content because I need it. Yeah. Well, for 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 everyone who doesn't know, we'll do a quick we'll do a quick quick uh, kind of um, pick up on where you are and, and what you're doing. Um, but okay. but I really want to talk more about why you do and how you do than necessarily some of the stuff that people can read in your book, right? Like, I think right. that um, that stuff is super valuable, but, man, I was so inspired when we just started chatting about mindset and started chatting about um, what you're able to tap into and the purpose that you tie to things. Um, but before we even talk about uh, that, let's talk a little bit about uh, what you're doing currently and, and kind of where you what you've been developing over the past 12 months. Oh, man. Um, so I kind of looked at business and media and everything that we had, what was opening the doors. This was a couple, several years ago, right? I started to look at all the gigs that I was getting and what, and what people wanted from me. And I would see my peers, my mentors, people out there in the industry doing it. And I would be like, they were always looking for the next thing, right? It was like, almost like living paycheck to paycheck, but living gig to gig, our media, media job to media job. And I was like, this seems backwards, right? Because as you get from, from one job to the next, you, you uh, be obviously become more popular and, and you have more, more viz on, on your brand and what, you have, and what you have to say. So I kind of, before we did that, and as it was kind of happening, before it got really where it is today, I started to build foundations of like where I can make money. And uh, so I did that. I started to build bit my business and I started to build other businesses. And then we ended up with seven businesses. Um, but now when people like yourself, uh, you know, hit me up, they start digging in. I like what this guy has to say. What's, what is he about? Um, they find Johnny Slicks. They find my gym. They find my training books. They find um, that I have a shipping and printing store. Maybe they need some stickers, you know what I mean? But they become more invested. It's like almost like a, a human being click-through, right? So the past 12 months has been continuing to continuing to build that, uh, continuing to push this, this book. Uh, we currently are, and this is, is kind of leading up to this and where we're at today, is I've, I, we just started a, uh, a testosterone replacement series on the channel. Um, and really talking about people's health and testosterone because there's a ton of stig like negative stigmas out there. There's a ton of, ton of like bro science, if you want to call it, yeah. or 
whatever it may be, but there's a lot of people out there that are dealing with these sort of issues that are not being addressed. So on top of, you know, ramping up, like my, my speaking career is getting like, it's getting ramped up faster than, faster than I ever anticipated. Um, so apart from that, we're also doing kind of like what you guys are talking about info videos on different types of subjects that are not being discussed that are going to help people. So that's really been our focus is just business. Uh, oh, we're making a baby. Oh, we've yeah. made a baby. Um, we're cooking a baby right now. <laughs> um, we could talk about that. But um, yeah, business, the books, uh, this new series for YouTube, um, and then uh, everything else that's going on personally that's pretty exciting. Yeah, what I, what I think is cool about you is you've really learned to optimize how you do things. Everything kind of mm -hmm. has a synergistic relationship from your businesses to where you live to to um you know the the content that you're pursuing to put out you're not necessarily j chasing the momentum of 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 oh this is what people want this is what people want i'm going here you've started developing what you want and that momentum has then fed the people right and people en yeah. enjoy that so how important is finding that um, that synergy and that that optimization in your life and your business and have it all kind of combined into one thing? I think that if you're playing the long game, right, like you can go out there and make funny videos and go try to go try to always chase the next viral video, or you can always chase you know the trends and that sort of thing. But you will always be doing that, right? Like, and, and people have done it and they're they're wildly successful. But will they be successful for ten years? Will they be successful for 20 years, 30 years? And that's kind of the way I look at it is like, I am going to uh, build things to where I'm thinking 30 years down the road. I'm thinking, what does this do for my lineage? What does this do for my kids? Like, where can they pick up on this and continue on? Um, so when it comes to that, I think anything that's not authentic in this day and age because of how, how the internet and social media and globalization is, is uh, not going to last. Like people are craving authenticity. They want to know the real deal. Like they want um, raw information. And I think that that's where I've really just tried to focus on, on what we push out, what I, what I say, what I share. Um, is all super authentic and it's my life like this is i'm not just saying this because i'm saying this because this is the these are experiences that i've experienced these are failures that i've had these are struggles that i've had and i i want to i want to share that with you so that you don't have to go through the same things yeah i think that's good and and you know think about this and i, I think about this a lot it's like you know uh learn, live, then give. Right. And, um, but when I was 22, you couldn't tell me anything. Right. And I had to almost right. had to learn it the hard way. Um, but if I would have had that shift in my mindset, if I would have yeah. understood that, man, I can learn from these dudes that have already made the mistake or women that have already made the mistake. And then I can make my own mistakes in something even higher or bigger, better, you know, um, how do you get through to, guys like you or me when you're young and you can't hear anything and you just and you have this big vision and you're going what do you say to those guys about learning from a guy like you um hearing your what some of the adversities hearing some of the mistakes how do you get through that that skull or do you 
Uh, I mean, it, it's really up to them whether they want to listen to it or not. But I do, and I come at them hard and fast. I mean, it, and that's just it, because a guy like me at my age and a guy like you at your age probably needed somebody to be like, listen, yeah. dude, like all you think you're thinking this, let me, let me enlighten you on what the real world, you're going to fail. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm like, no, you're not. You're going to fail. You are going to fail. If you do not, if you do not execute steps one, two, and three, you are setting yourself up for failure and which is okay. But I just want you to know that you're going to, well, what do you mean I'm going to fail? I've been doing this. I've been doing that. Yeah, it's welcome to life, bud. Like the percentage that you're going to make X, Y, and you're going to make it here or you're going to make it there is slim, man. You have a fraction of a chance to actually do it unless you execute these things, you know? And so I, and I do, and I have, I'm very fortunate to, you know, my buddy and I, really looked at this from a asymmetrical warfare kind of thing. So we come from a, you know, a special operations, you know, FID, UW background, right? So I started to look at where the problems were with a, with a community and I started to go, okay, well, we're working on them on the back ends, right? But if we want to fix the guys here, we need to start way over here. So we started to heavily invest in, in, um, in connecting with the youth, connecting with high school kids. And that's where you you know they've they've got a million freaking questions the they feel like they're entitled to all the information beforehand you know and like guys like myself like we didn't have any information you just showed up yeah you showed up you couldn't prepare for it you didn't know anything you just showed up and you did your very best right well now because of because of this right here you know because of phones and the internet i mean you can research and look into things in depth in depth before you show up and you almost have more information you get information saturated with what the subject that you're looking for so what i get you know then they hit me up and i'm like listen first of all you're 15 years old yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like you're 15 stressing about all this stuff is ridiculous what you need to do is stay the hell out of trouble get as phys like you're 15 i would get as physically fit be turned into a mutant Get as physically fit as you possibly can. Like, be an athlete. Be the best athlete you can you can be. And then, like, what else are you doing? Are you learning languages? Are you doing – what are you setting yourself up for success? Are you just playing Xbox every day with your friends? And if so, is are you going to be a professional Xbox player making millions of dollars being sponsored by Microsoft? You know, if that's not the case, then you need to, set, do, you need to start doing things – you need to start doing things that – are setting yourself up for success in your in your later in life. And I'm not saying you don't enjoy yourself and enjoy life because those years you and I both know like you don't get those back. you don't get them back. But you get them back. But if you can set yourself up for a head start by 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 having those edges, man, you're a you're a decade ahead of everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. So and like so for me, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, I'm I'm behind I'm 37, yeah, and I'm like, what I know now, I could be way ahead. But, but what I did in my 20s was I was just, I was focused on one dimensional thing. I was going to be the best this thing. I was going to be the best force recovery. I was going to be the best raider. I didn't even think about everything else and all those failures that we we're talking about. Yeah, I did all of that. I literally screwed up every single step along the way. But all of those screw ups led me to my 30s, which like, it clicked. It like started to click on me, and that's when I tell people like, if you are going to fail. But if you don't ever try, you'll never know what you could what could become. 
Yeah. You know, you show you show me somebody successful, and I show you the same person that failed 15 times for that one success. Yeah. And people are so afraid. They're so afraid. They're afraid, and and not only that, but I think that there's a mindset that. I don't think there's an acceptance that failure comes with the territory. You know, where once you've been there, you almost, it's not that you crave it, but if there's no win or lose, where's the fun? You know what I'm saying? Like, like if it's just win, 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 well, that's just cruise control and that's not a challenge and that doesn't make you better and it doesn't make you want to get up earlier. It doesn't make you want to push yourself harder. So like the lose part, having consequences just as fun that's like when you're watching a game and, and you're not betting against one of your buddies like there's fun when you're when you when you have the competition so man right. if there was no failure it would it would kind of make well, me depressed so, yeah so there was a guy there was a guy that hit me up and he said he goes hey i'm working for my this guy he's not really running his business well it's starting to tank um, I've really been wanting to start my own business and go my own way and do it for myself because you know I have it, you know I'm good at what I do and I engage with clients well and you know I've got a good thing going but you know I'm just an employee and I really want to do this for myself but he, and he straight up said but if I break out on my own I'm afraid to fail I'm afraid if I'm going to fail and I said well let me clear it up for you you're going to fail I'm like let me but you're going to fail but you will never succeed unless you get through some failures. And he was just like, oh, I never really thought about that way. Like, yeah. So, hey, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm letting you know you're going to fail. So yeah. just, just get that over and then, and then you'll find out. And, and I told him, I said, honestly, this business idea, whatever you want to do, it might not even be the end thing. Like along my journey, like I, I, I set out for a certain idea. I set out for a certain, a certain thing that I was building. That is not what I have today, but I never would have today what I, you know what I have today if I didn't go through all those failures and and then didn't like go down the journey. And I tell I told him I was like you will never get to where you're supposed to be if you don't start. Yeah. If you just if you stay where you're at in your little comfort zone, your nice little comforty bub you know bubble with all your pillows, like you're never gonna be where you could be. Yeah, you and- have to go. Exactly. And I think the comfort zone is, is where dreams go to die, you know? Yeah. The couch. The so easy been, road. I, I've been talking about – I like the way you said that too because I've been talking a lot about being uncomfortable um, and that, you know, that word uncomfortability. Um, and, you know, everybody has seen those little diagrams where, like, the comfort zone. Like, if you're in your comfort zone, you are not making forward progress. Um if you go to a gym like Planet Fitness and you just walk around with your your styrofoam cup of coffee and, and you're just chatting with everybody and you get on a machine, you do a little something, and then you get back and you talk to somebody, like you are in your comfort zone. Planet Fitness beads breeds comfort, right? Come here, work out $10 a month and just be comfortable. No one's going to shame you yeah. for being fat, yeah. right? Um, but you come to my gym and you see you know, 20, 30 people at a time being very uncomfortable. They're hurting. It sucks. They're pushing weight. They're pulling weight. They're sweating. But what happens when we get uncomfortable in the gym? If we want to grow an arm, we want to grow a a, a chest, we want to grow our legs, you have to let that thing burn. When it starts to burn, it becomes uncomfortable. What happens then? Growth. It's the same thing with anything. It's the same thing with being on on YouTube. It's the same thing with like growing a media business. It's the same thing with 
any anything in life, if you are uncomfortable, means that you are putting yourself outside of your comfort zone and you are growing. And every time you do that, it gets a little bit easier, which means your your comfort zone is expanding and then you have to push it further. Just like the just like these interviews are are creating media or are doing public speaking. Most people go, Oh my God, I could never get in front of you know, 500 people and give, give a speech. Of course not. That's outside of your comfort zone. But if you push it and you do it, guess what? You'll grow. It grows. Yep. And you, and you never know what's going to happen if you do that. And you know what? You, you become addicted to the results and that's the the coolest thing. And, um, when you really start realizing, you know, being content with where you're going, but not being content with where you are on the path is, 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 Mm -hmm. That's that balance that people have to figure out, and um, I, I I wish it for more people. You know, I really hope people yeah. can really find that. Um, you know, where do you find that? Because <clears throat> you have to have that. You know, even with your muscle growth, right? You have to have that recovery time. So, you know, for a guy like me, I find it in my routine, right? I find it in my my um, my AM routine, my PM routine, knowing that I can center myself and get back to it. Where do you find that recovery time so you can continue that growth in life? You, you, you said it right there, man. It's, it's routine. It's, I build that into my routine. So like I wake up, it's hot tub. It's, you know, then cardio. And then I go do my, I get ready through my day. And then I do my day, I do training, I come back. It's like hot tub and meditation and cryotherapy. And there, you, build, you build whatever you need to be healthy. And like you have to find that part of that journey, right? You have to find what works for you. And, and then you schedule it. it my, my recovery time and my refresh time is just as much as my training and my output time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like you have to, like people think that I'm just gonna go, 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 and then you're not going to refill your tank, you're not gonna invest in yourself, you're not gonna do any sort of personal development. Are you, are you listening or reading to a book? Like, you can go, 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 but what are you doing for yourself? Where's the recovery? And, I, and, and, and we talk a lot about physical recovery, but what are we doing for mental recovery? You know, what are we, how are we uh, getting in, re-inspiring ourselves? Where, how are we learning more things? And th- th- the only way to do that, if you're going to live a life like, like I live, right, as busy as in, in, in as high intensity as it is, you have to build it into your schedule. It has to be part of your lifestyle. And I, it gets a little heavy. It gets a little heavy on the output, and I'm not building it on the input. I start to crash. Yeah. I'll start to get. I'll start to get worn down, and I'll start to like. I just. I don't feel the same way. You know what I mean? Like I'm not feeling as good. Uh, my output isn't as good, and, and and it just shows through everything. It shows through you know family, business, friends, and then and then actual like the output of the business. So. Yeah, and I feel like the more you get that routine down, the more you understand, you almost know, it's almost like a savings account. You know yeah. how much output you can hard charge when you want to, how sustainable that is. Um, and then that manufactured pain that you're, that you're doing on a daily basis right. allows you – talk about that because, you know, for me, I know when, when, if I can manufacture a little bit of pain, whether it's through – discipline exercises or whether it's through um, physical exercise or, or whatever it may be if you hate reading and you read and, and uh, they 
you're that much more prepared for adversity. And yeah. uh, how important is manufacturing that on your so own? For me, I'm I'm a sicko man. Like, and I'm like a sadomasochist when it comes to like all this stuff. I don't know if it's because of my youth and growing up with nothing and like living in that kind of environment. I don't know if it's from my days as a, as a reconnaissance Marine or as a Raider where you're just constantly pushing this uncomfortable thing. It's like being on patrol and, or being on a long ruck run or something. Like I would just feed off other people's misery. Like I would be miserable too. Like, and I, I could be falling out and just, and just like sucking at life. Right. But as soon as somebody like outside of me, or like behind, like I start seeing them suck more. It's almost like I draw from their power, <laughs> and it's like it gave me energy. Yeah. But that's kind of the way it is with life for me. Like, if I'm in a comfort zone, I start to kind of panic. Like I need, like if, like just say like a superhero needs a villain, my villain is adversity. Yeah. Like I need, I need, I need an enemy. I need, I need some sort of adversity. To, to balance me out. So if I don't have that, if I don't have a villain, meaning like hard work, failure, something else, like I'm, there's no balance for me. There's no yin and yang. And like, and then that's when things get really, people start to be like, oh, I think Nick needs to do something. Yes. Yeah. You know, cause then I'll be all over the place. Yeah, man. You know, but if I've got a mission, if I've got this villain, this adversity to fight, that's what pushes me forward. And, and it could be anything. It could be like, you know, not being prepared for speech, not, you know, not being on game with, with public speaking, not being on game with uh, reading a book. Maybe my physical stature is not where I feel like it needs to be. Maybe my diet's not. I have to have something to attack. Yeah. And that's, but that's just, that's me. That's what drives me forward. And that's why I'm always trying to level up. I'm always trying to, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Yeah. So, so speaking of that, how do you identify those, those places? Where are the chinks in your armor and how do you identify those on a daily basis? You know, or on a, is it on a quarterly or annual? What are you doing to assess those types of things? Yeah, I think that I, I, I probably say it's more of like a quarterly thing because it's, you have to analyze where we failed. So as like a team and as a person, you know, I, it's kind of like there's levels to it, right? Like you have to analyze it as like a company. You have to, as it, you know, each company needs to analyze it. Then we have to look at that personnel and then, and then my relationship, and then me personally. So you have to kind of, it's always a self-analysis and, and, and a retrospective look of one's self-awareness to look at and go, okay, where, where are we failing? Where, where do we win? Where's our wins? Because those are, those are the most important, right? Um, so we did, did really good, but where, where did we drop the ball at? Who did what wrong? Like, where did I say something wrong where did i misstep where did i not put energy into and and that's where you start to like tighten up but if you don't have those hard conversations if you don't get uncomfortable and talk about your not even your failures but your weak your weak weaknesses like that's that goes back to being uncomfortable right yeah. like I, nobody wants to talk about what they what they suck at they just want to talk about how awesome they are and all the things they can do but like let's talk about like you want real growth Let's talk about some uncomfortable shit that nobody wants to talk about. And you can even get into that with your relationship. And I really like this, this one, just as you go into the gym and you get uncomfortable and you lift there, like when's the last time you've had a real uncomfortable conversation with your significant other about feelings and like, this is what makes me feel like, yeah, sure. You can have a relationship. You can bury it deep because it's like, ah, it's not worth bringing up. It's their thing, whatever you bury that deep, you bury that deep. But what happens over time? 
you you become resentful and then you guys start to separate you don't talk about anything because you know you're you're trying to you just let it go or bury it deep and then it pulls you guys apart but if you really are supposed to be with that your significant other then you have to really get uncomfortable about some uncomfortable conversations and talk about where you're at and either you're going to you, either it's not going to work or you're going to grow together yep. but the only way to have a really good relationship is you have to get uncomfortable and have those conversations and that's anything with life. It's like your business. You have to have uncomfortable conversations about your business. Maybe it's not going the direction that you want to go, but the direction that it's going. Are you are you comfortable going down that road when it's even not even your original idea, which it never is, right? It never is. It always takes on a life of its own. You know, it, they all yeah. do. Everything, anything of do. value, are things that you have to constantly challenge, right? Anything of value, right. whether it's whether it's something as 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 intimate as your faith something as something at like a relationship something like your business and it's just like you we bring it back to these physical things it's like yeah. if there's a tumor you're going to cut that thing out because otherwise right. if you ignore it well no good comes from that you know no yeah. good comes from ignoring it and it's the same thing with relationships business faith whatever it is it's going to get bad if you ignore the simple small things that could have easily just been cut out just like that. So on, so on growth and working hard and all this thing, I, you said something that made me think in my wife's book, How Not to Be a Miserable Cow. I think it's in there somewhere. But it's basically like, do you wake up in the morning and go, oh, how do I feel today? What should I do? How, how do I feel? You know, if you wake up and be like, I, I don't know if she's in here. Is she in here? Is she's that probably, what you said? She's how do correcting you feel? Your, your quote. Oh yeah, that's what. So if you if you if you wake up and you check your emotional temperature on how you you know how you feel that day, and that's gonna like that's your output for like what I'm going to accomplish. You don't have enough going on. You're not pushing the limits because like as a grown up, most people don't wake up going oh, I feel fabulous. No, I mean I, no, I don't. I wake I wake up because my body hurts and I'm like oh shit, I need to get in the hot tub and loosen this loosen this thing up. I'm yeah. sore. I'm hurting. I've got a million things to do. My, my mind's on fire. But I never wake up and go, hmm, how do I feel today? Do I feel like going to work? Do I feel like doing this? Yeah. You know, like nobody cares, man. Nobody cares how, you fe how your feelings are, what you feel about anything. Guess what? Your kids don't give a shit if you are sad or happy or nothing. They just need you to take care of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have to wake up and execute regardless of how you feel. And that's where like your attitude, I just talked to a bunch of chiefs about this, like your, your feelings do not dictate your attitude. They're completely separate. You know, yeah, I might not feel great, I might not feel happy, but I can't allow my feelings to dictate what attitude I have because my attitude is what actually changes the day and changes my progress. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. And I think the other thing is, is the compounding interest of that mindset versus the compounding interest of always oh, pushing yourself because like yeah. that mindset look what 40 you're dying at that age you're it's a slow your body's oh, dying yeah. right your mind yeah. is your your body is and all these things and, and so many people have a young mind until they they don't they don't mature their mind until they're older and then mm -hmm. <laughs> at that point you're way behind the eight ball you're dying i mean you're you you have yeah. 40 more summers 39 more summers, 
And 30. we've seen it, right? Yes. We've seen it. We've watched those people hit that, and they just go into their comfort zone, and they be, you just watch them wither and die yeah. in life. Yeah. So, so with the compounding interest of, inc- of, of improving yourself, improving your mind, improving your family, improving your business is exponential. The compounding interest of chilling is just down. It's it. It's all down. Yeah. All there's down. no, there's no, life is happening to you at that point. And, 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 and there's this nothing. Is my mess- yeah. And this is my message to those people. If, if that's your thing, if you're just chilling and you're into it and that's your life, then that's cool. But I don't ever want to hear you complain that you don't have something. I don't want to ever complain that I don't want to ever hear you complain about money. I don't want to ever hear you complain about anything other than life is good and I'm chilling. If you ever say, I don't have enough to eat, I don't have enough to live, I don't have this, I want my relationship better, I want this, I want this, I want this, I'm not hearing it, bro. Like, because you're putting nothing into it. You're not entitled to anything. You only deserve what you work for. So if those people are like, hey, man, I'm just chilling, hey, good on you. You should be the happiest person in the world then because you want for nothing. But as soon as you say, I want this or this isn't right or I do this, like, you're done. You're freaking done. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, when you talk about contentment and and, and uh, being a whole purpose, uh, being a whole person and living for purpose, it really comes down to identifying what your pillar, what, what, what your values are, your pillars. And how are you living towards that? Because because to your point, it could be chilling and just being with my family and and um, just constantly investing my time there. Or it could be building and impacting people and doing those things. But um, I think another important thing is is really identifying those those purposes and pillars. And and to your point, when you show up, things evolve. You know, when you yeah. show up, things get your your vision changes, your purpose changes, your goals change. And the importance of showing up uh, is, 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 so, is there, man. So a lot, of, a, lot of people, a lot of people, you know, ask about purpose and, and, you know, vision and, like, their calling and that sort of thing. And this is what I always tell – because, like, that's uh, – I get a lot of people hit me up and they're struggling. Like, I don't know what my purpose is. Well, no shit, dude. Like, you haven't started your journey. Like, the, the point of – the only way to find where you're supposed to be is start traveling down the road trying things, try everything, you know, like I like this and you know what, 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 if you find something, it might be your purpose today, but in 10 years, it might not be anymore. Like we go through chapters of life, right? Like for me, the military was a chapter. I closed that chapter and I write I started writing another one. I almost feel like I had a, ch- a, a short chapter between, between the military and now, like, I feel like I'm on a different chapter than I was the previous five years. If you don't know what your passion is, then you have to start going down the yellow brick road. Like you have to start traveling to Oz, you know, but you never know where that road's going to lead you. But if you're not doing anything, you're never going to find your purpose. The only way to do that is to start trying things. Get a job here, get a job here, start a business, fail at that business, close that business, start a new business. Yeah. You're never going to end up where you're supposed to be unless you start traveling down the yellow brick road. That's good, man. So, so here's another question for you, um, for, because you know the people that are listening here are either young young people trying to come up, or people that are already on our level or higher that are that that are enjoying listening to guys like you, enjoying listening to, to perspectives from us. What are you doing now to learn and grow and learn from other people's mistakes? Who are you listening to? What are you reading? 
what um what are you doing once you you know because too many people are like i'm on this now i'm just focusing on my journey right here and you forget that mindset that you that we're trying to preach to the younger guys to learn from our mistakes so that they can grow who who's who are you trying to who are you studying I, now who are you listening to what are you doing i think that i think that um if you really want to master your profession or you want to master you want to master your life you have to uh, education is an ongoing thing. And I don't, I don't necessarily mean like, uh, standard education or college or high school. Like, I don't really believe in that, even though I am one of the things that I am doing is I'm in a business, uh, a, uh, business entertainment master's program currently, um, which I find is extremely value. I've used what I've learned there in my public speaking. Um, so like I've, I've, you know, Robert Greene's books, John Maxwell's books, um, Simon Sinek's books. I read all those things because it's it's this knowledge is power, right? Yeah. If I can take all of that kind of stuff and life hack the hell out of it and imply it or see how and, and maybe some of it's bullshit. And you know, I honestly think like you know, like Robert Greene's Forty Eight Laws of Power. It's a great book. A lot of those laws are complete horseshit, and I would never I would never treat people that way. I mean, I get where he's coming from it, but me personally, like I don't I don't necessarily agree with everything. But it's also has to do with you know learning. Um, the good and the bad. So like, for, like, so I do that. I do, um, uh, I have several mentors where like when I go out in public speak, I'll, I gave a four hour lecture and then we spent an hour in the car of one of my mentors and he just uh, dissected every little thing that I said and said, if you would have said it this way, you would have had more impactful, you know, it would have impacted the audience that much more. You know what I mean? And I was like, holy shit, he's absolutely right. Like yeah. that, you know, twisting a couple words it like it changes the whole thing and makes a huge more impact. So, if, you know, so even in my age, I'm still I learned a long time ago that there was no such thing as an expert. Now, I think there can be a ma you can master something, but the word expert just it seems too much for me. I feel like we'll never know everything like not not to sound weird, but I feel like we're too insignificant in the universe to really say that I am an expert or I know everything because things are constantly changing and and there's always more to know about a subject always so I let I let that that thought process that uh, of an expert go and and basically said I'm always a student of life like I will continually learn from everyone the good bad and the indifferent like I will learn from everyone I think that everyone has a has a story to tell and everyone has a lesson uh, that you can learn from. And that's just kind of the way I've approached it. And, yeah. and, and doing that opens yourself up to possibility instead of being like, well, no, this is the way it was done. The, my day, and this is the way it works. And you just force, you try to force a way that works that doesn't. And instead I just, I refuse to do that. I refuse, I, I at my age and, and as I get older, I want to constantly innovate. And the, and the day that I stop innovating or the day I stop learning mean, is the day that I, it's over for me. So it means growth is done. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I, I, there's a verse, it's uh, too much is given, much is required. I like that. Yeah. I, I try to remind myself of that kind of thing. It's like, you know, you got a lot of people watching you. You know, you've got a lot of – you've got a family that depends on you. You've got employees that depend on you. Mm -hmm. You've got however many thousands of people are watching you through your YouTube and social media. Um, it's required of you, you know, and, and, and can you talk about that? Do, does that tie into your head at all when you're, when you're 
for your own growth, for your own motivation, or is it just ingrained into it? No, I, I actually dig it. I dig it, and I dig it because of this. I think it holds me accountable. Because a lot of times I'll go back and watch a video and, and about, you know, uh, you know, whatever, say a relationship thing that we were just talking about. And I'm like, oh, shit. Or I'll go read a passage from my book or I'll go read something that that I, I gave a public uh, commitment to. And I'm like, oh, I'm not sticking up to that. So it, it almost keeps me in check. Like, the, the, you know, those viewers and those people that are I, I don't I don't want to say depending on me for what for something, but that are looking for guidance and looking for inspiration. Um, our, our education, which is basically my old mission statement. I, I look at that and it holds me accountable. And I like what you said. I like that verse that you said, but I also like the whole Spider-Man thing, you know, great power comes great responsibility yeah, yeah. and it does. And it, you know, and, and you can, you can do that for yourself, right? You can, you can build that thing and be completely selfish with it. Or you can do it for like what I would say, I guess the greater good. Right. You can give back because I believe that when you invest into others, as painful as it sometimes be, and is, and and it, and you will get burned, people will burn you. But in the big picture, you win at the end. Like you really truly win. But so when I look at all those people that you say, you know, depending on me or or looking at me or watching me, I I think it just holds me accountable. It keeps me on my game. It keeps my diet on the game. It keeps my fitness on the game. It keeps me being authentic. It keeps me like it keeps my meshes on point. Um, and if I and I purposely have done this, I've purposely came out publicly and said I am going to execute this for this this time, and I'm going to achieve this. And if I didn't do that, I don't know if I would have. Yeah. But because I because I made that public commitment, right, which is actually one of Robert Greene's like 48 Laws of Power. Um, because I made that public commitment, it holds me accountable. Saying, hey, they're they're watching. You know, I've got thousands of people, you know, oh, you failed this and that, you know. So it's like it lights a fire under my ass to keep moving forward. Yeah, there's power in writing it and claiming it. And people people yeah. get mystic about it like I've claimed it. It's the secret. I've written it. No, that's not it. It's setting the goal and making it making it public and 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 letting people and essentially accountability. Yeah, that, aff that, that affirmation to yourself. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like it did. It, it is. And there, there's a huge power in speaking it. And there's a huge power in like believing it yourself. And if you if you look at, OK, like you take this conversation away, go look at every Olympic champion ever. You'll look at anybody that's ever won a huge title. What do they say? I woke up every morning and I pictured me receiving a gold medal. Yeah, I, I believe that I, like, I, I had already had the memory of me getting a gold medal because I believed it so much. Yeah, it, you have to have that self-belief. I, I think there's also – you have to visualize the worst I, – I also think you have to visualize the adversity too, right, when you're when you're visualizing these things so you know how to, re, how to be prepared for these things, how to react to them, how to achieve I, higher. I, I love that. You know, one of the most, the most awesome commercials, and I've, I'm going to use it. I'm going to download it, use it. Have you seen the new Gatorade commercial about your opponent, your enemy, your villain? No. Oh, you got to go look that up, man. It's a probably a 30, 30 second commercial, but basically it's saying something along the lines of like, there is a, there's your enemy, your opponent. It's a sports thing, right? Right. It is, is there for you to like, he's the, he, he, he's there to make sure that you fail. Yeah. And what they were saying is find, find that enemy, find that opponent and then push against them. 
because that's what's going to make you great. That's awesome. he's there. He's there to make you fail, and it's up to you to push back. And it's it's such a short thing, but the way that you know you, you know how uh, you guys have done commercials yeah, yeah. like that. Um, but I mean, brilliant. You're gonna watch it, and you're gonna be like, oh, this is. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up is, after this. Yeah, but that's that's kind of the thing, right? It's like that adversity, finding that person, finding or no, like picturing what could happen and pushing back against it. Yeah. Again, that's like. That's where all my fire comes from, right? Is yeah. That my villain is adversity and always has been my entire life. It wasn't until my late 30s that I really realized like, oh, that's what that is. That's why I have so much adversity in my life. Right. Is because I need I need it. Like just like the Batman needs Joker, you know, Nick, ne- Nick needs a problem. Yeah. You know, to push back on. Him, so. and, and, and I think that balance is, is you get the it seems like some of the younger generation only sees the. I visualize myself with the metal, and if anything else, they shut down, right? And they, they, oh, it's almost they an entitlement. Apart. And yeah, then they, some people visualize only the bad, and then they're too afraid to do anything. So you have to fe- you have to be a well-centered person. You have to understand yeah. this. And that's yeah, the person. The, and, and it's kind of scary, right? Like I've, I've, we've worked with some people that they could list out 20 things of, neg- of negatives that could happen, right? Doom and gloom. And I'm like, okay, like tell me one or two good things. They can't. Well, if you're, if all you can think about is doom and gloom, I hate to break it to you, bud, but that's all you're going to get is doom and gloom. If you can't picture, if you can't say one or two things that are positives in your life, whether it's your significant other, your job, hell, your, your car, your coffee in the morning. I really appreciate this cup of coffee. This is amazing. This is going to make me a great day. Like, you're in a scary situation and you need to really, really change your perspective, you know? But on yeah. the flip side of that, like you said, you can only picture good. You're the, you're, you're the super optimistic, which is like me. I'm, I'm more probably the super optimistic. Um, but then you never kind of can see or have any sort of balance with the negative. You get crushed. It yeah. crushes you. Right. And then it's hard to recover from that. It is. You know? It is. It's uh, it, I, I love talking like that though, because I lo- data has become a, something I used to hate, but now I love it. I play it against it. I play it against, play it against, and then I'm completely confident walking into something. Worst case yeah. scenario, best case scenario, I've understood it. I'm going. So this analogy, so this was actually given to me by one of my my, uh, my public speaking, I guess you'd say life mentors, but um, he was t- he, he did a job. He did a, he did a uh, workshop with um, a, a medical firm that they basically work in a laboratory, right? Well, as you know, in a laboratory, they're basically, you know, whether it's whether it's creating, you know, a, a cure for the common cold or cancer or AIDS or whatever it may be, right? You're you're creating medicines that are that are trying to accomplish something, trying to achieve something. And what happens in a, in a laboratory is is just it's experiments, right? You're experimenting with things and you fail, right? Experiment one. You go to experiment two, and then you go to experiment two, two of the hundred or thousand, whatever. But in a laboratory, that experiment, when it fails, is accepted. It's part of the it's part of the laboratory process. It's part of the journey, right? And the way and the way he explained it was like, listen, life is a laboratory. We are all conducting experiments that fail until we figure out until we have the experiment and we get the right ratios and we achieve something. And I feel like people don't look at it that way. Yeah, that's people good, man. I love life, that. Life, life is a laboratory, and we're all just trying to – we're all conducting experiments, trying to find the one that works. Yeah, and to that point, 
it's controlled failure in the laboratory. So the more you can manufacture that controlled failure, the better off you are. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But I just love that. I love that concept. And since I started telling people that it just kind of clicked and like, Oh yeah, I'm not to move forward and do something because then I can just move past it. That's great, man. So, uh, we're coming to an end. I want to. I, I I have a question for you that I that I. It's it's kind of on the spot, but I want to start implementing something for our listeners that they can enact immediately, right? Yeah. So the question is, if if you were to give our listeners, whether they're a seventy-five-year-old grandma or or a fifteen-year-old athlete, a five-day challenge to start right now, like today, when they hear this, what would you tell them to do that would that would impact their life for the positive. Okay. Uh, day one, write down everything. I'll, I'll do it by day. Okay. okay. Um, and I'm just going to go off the cuff. So here we go. Day one, I want, I would say, write everything down that you're thankful for. Day two, write, write down three goals that you want to achieve. And I don't care what, what they are. It could be literally like cutting the grass or it could be like becoming president. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, day day three three right day three okay that's your goal is your end state all right and then day day three write down where you're at okay where am i currently at in life compared to those goals how far away day four create a yeah now you have to turn the journal sideways okay yeah. you need to go to, go to go to landscape mode go to landscape mode and then start creating phase lines okay so phase lines of like, if I want to be here by this date and I'm over here, how many phase lines are in there? What do you have to achieve in between that right there? And then day five, you build your execution plan. You build your calendar, you build your steps, you build your journal, whatever it is to get you to that level. Because if you, and the reason why I say all of that is because if you are saying, I'm going to write a book, I'm going to publish a book, we'll go to the end. Writing is the, is, the, is, is the easier part. Um, if I'm going to publish a book, I want to be a published author. Well, that's down here. What is over here and what's all in between that you have to do? And I think that's where, you know, another thing that my wife says is, is you know, um, a goal without a plan is just a wish. So build that. And the reason why I say day one is start without what you're thankful for, because that's the mindset that you need to go into prior to that you need to walk into something saying i am thankful for these 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 and i want to execute this and then i'm going to build the plan of how to execute and then day five is how i'm achieving it yeah that's there awesome and and just those practices in general on a day uh, any goal i mean and, and people forget these things you know so i think it's very valuable and uh I'm excited to to continue to inspire people. I'm excited to roll this out. I'm excited for what's to come with the eagle piece. That thing's gonna I'm impact really people, man. That. It looks it looks awesome, and uh, man, some of the stuff that you say in there is it's inspiring. So I, I think that people are gonna dig that piece. I'm looking forward to it, man. So really what am. what do what do we want to plug? What do you have going on? What do you how can people find you? Uh, my name Nick Kumalatos, uh, YouTube. YouTube and, and I and the gram and all the other places. It's just all my name. Um, my website's my name as well. So if you ever, anybody needs anything, if anybody wants anything, um, hit, hit us up, hit me up. I'm always willing to talk to everyone. Awesome. 
Nick, man, it's been a pleasure as always. Can't wait for more. Can't wait to work with you more. Uh, inspiring dude. And every time I every time I talk to you, I get fired up. Like I said, you <laughs> pushed me on on something. Uh, what was it? A month or two ago. And yeah. we we enacted, and like I said, October one, we got some rollout. So uh, I appreciate I even, it. Man. I even yeah, I even hit up Tony. Tony hit. He me told up me. He was, told me. Yeah, I was like, hey, where's these videos, bro? <laughs> I'm waiting for him. Yeah, we're building a bank right now. So like I said, this is it goes to claiming it. Yeah, you know, four four pieces of original content a day, starting October That's awesome, one. Man. That's awesome. I'll be I'll be right there. Cool, man. Well, we wish you the best with the growing family, with the businesses and everything. We're a phone call away and looking forward to more. Okay. Awesome. All right, All right Nick. Thanks, man. Bye. See ya.